the constant conversation that I'm having with people is, uh, you know, date the rate and marry the property. Uh, yeah. So love it. Yeah, I, I I practice what I preached. I sold, uh, uh, and this was just within the past three weeks. I sold a property. Uh, we had made some uh, improvements that made it very marketable. And so we sold high and then we came into a market where we wanted to be uh, back with family and, and we bought below market. Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am really excited about a third, a three-time guest on our podcast. My friend Jeff Chisholm from North Point Bank is going to join us. And we're going to talk all about financing and some of the myths and some of the misconceptions that are going on out there right now and kind of a shifting around market. And one of the big topics we're going to dive into is 10% down second home loan financing. And we've got the guy to talk about that. Jeff is one of the top loan originators for short-term rental investors who utilize second home loans to finance their properties, build their portfolios. So Jeff, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Sean. Good to be here. Excited yeah. to uh, share what we have today. Yeah. We were, uh, we were talking off camera about some of the things that you're hearing on a regular basis right now, which is 10% down, second home loans are dead. You can't use them. They're expensive, all of those different things. And we were just saying it's it's unfortunate that people are hearing that because that's not really the case, right? Well, you know, this is a prime example of talking to the right people who know yeah. the right things that have what you need uh, that no one else has. So yeah, I would say 99.5, and that's probably not exaggerating that, uh, that number, 99.5% originators out there only have access to Fannie and Freddie products. So when they look at that 10% down second home occupancy loan, um, you know, the, the Fed, feds at the beginning of last year imposed some additional fees on that product. And then as the interest rates started going up, yeah, for most originators, that became uh, not a viable option. So, right. you know, the, the fees couldn't even pass a fees test. So, you know, on, on any loan that's originated, you can't just charge uh, how many, how much ever you want to charge. There's limitations on that. So with the additional fees on that loan, you couldn't pass a fees test. So I'm hearing it all the time that, you know, my guy, my loan officer, I talked to a mortgage company and they told me, uh, that product doesn't exist. They can't do it. And what they mean is the fees are so high uh, that they can't lock the deal. So yeah, we we have a unicorn uh, here at North Point Bank that we're using. That's awesome. And, and we're diving like right into the weeds. Normally we do, normally kind of warm up with a backstory, but you've been, you've been on our podcast. A lot of our audience knows you very, very well. Many of them have used you to originate loans for them and help them get into some of their properties. So we're really diving right in and, uh, and we're diving in the deep end of the pool right now. So I appreciate that. Those of you listening, hopefully you appreciate that too. We're going to get pretty tactical pretty quick. And so when we talk about you know, it can't even pass the fees test and it can't even, you know, do certain things. That's, that's so some on, on some fronts, what people are hearing that that loan product is, is dead. There are, there are certain products that are not, you know, not a viable option anymore, right? They are kind of dead. 
Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And that's that's kind of why I jumped into the deep end right off the bat, because I'm so excited to share that there is an opportunity. Uh, there is a viable option and it's nowhere near as expensive as the Fannie and Freddie products. Because, um, Sean, you're 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 like me. You love to educate people. You like to put people in positions where they can take action. Yeah. And when you hear someone is sitting on the sideline because they have. I don't want to say been given the wrong information. They just haven't been given the right information to put them in that position to take action. You know, you, you kind of burst at the seams yeah. wanting to share that information with people. So yeah, that um, that's going to be common that if you talk to, you know, any independent mortgage banker, a lot of the banks, brokers, they're going to tell you that is not a viable option or, if it is for them, they figured out how to kind of adjust their fees to get under that limitation. You know, you're paying three and a half points in a lot of cases up front. And, you know, for a lot of people, even though the loan originator can originate it to most people, they don't want to pay those types of fees up front. Right. Right. And, and rates are probably higher as well. By the time you, by the time you stack everything on there, it becomes a, you know, a loan that a lot of times, you know, the loan that we're putting on these properties, the debt service that we have on these properties is, I mean, it's a big part of our underwriting, right? And so there are certain times where you pay three points up front, it eats into your down payment, any of the furnishings or setup costs that you have to have budgeted for all of a sudden you're all of a sudden you, you don't have enough money to do the deal or the, the rates and everything on the back end don't make a lot of sense because it doesn't underwrite and it doesn't cash flow. So there's all different things. And not, you know, rates are rates. Rates are rates have been going up for what do they they've almost tripled in the last year and a half, right? So we do have to sharpen our pencils a little bit more. They're not every deal underwrites like the last, you know, two or three years having a short-term rental was like having toilet paper during COVID. Everybody made money. Most deals underwrote pretty well, but now you have to really treat it as a, as a, you know, you have to be a responsible investor when it comes to underwriting debt service is one of those things, but it's also one of the biggest tools we have in our tool belt is to figure out the right products for us individually as investors to build our portfolios. And that's where you and I get excited about talking to people when, and I, I was talking to on a, a webinar the other day and it was a live webinar and I get, I, I got really fired up and I was like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm apologizing in advance you guys, because when you hear of people sitting on the sidelines and not taking action, when they're in a position to do so, to meet their property goals, you get kind of fired up about it because you just want to make sure that they know all the information, all the tools that are out there. And that's why we're on today talking about this, because this is a phenomenal tool still to build your portfolio with 10% down financing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, a few years ago when you and I first connected, uh, that that was our big opportunity was not a lot of people knew that you could use this 10% down second home occupancy loan to buy these types of assets, yeah. uh, these lifestyle assets. So that was exciting back then. Uh, but the opportunity right now is to let people in on uh, what the opportunity is through uh, what we have at North Point, which, you know, I get real guarded and sensitive about broadcasting any type of rates, rate examples, right. but I, I do want to communicate the the significant opportunity that there is. So I'll, I'll just use an example for from last week, real world example, uh, where a, uh, a physician had gone under contract for a place in uh, Kissimmee 
and uh, they had already talked to another lender. They had locked in the deal. They had told me, hey, you know, it's too late. I've already, you know, down the road with this other lender. And I, I just said, hey, you know, tell me what you're getting because it, it may be a significant difference. So he sent me over his uh, initial closing disclosure and he was locked in at 7.75% paying three and a half points. So he found a lender that could lock the deal, be under the fees test, and that's what it looked like. So what I was able to show him, um, and you know, we, I would say that my, my typical client has high credit, you know, they have a healthy debt to income ratio, so they fall below, you know, the, the maximum allowed. Yeah. Uh, they, um, it, you know, and those are the two biggest pieces when we're looking at pricing on an interest rate. So I was able to share with, with this client that, uh, for the majority of the year, we had been locking 6.75%, uh, for our typical borrower on that 10% down second yeah. home occupancy loan. And what has fluctuated is the fees. So we've gone anywhere from, as low as half a point up front in fees, uh, up to the highest point of about 1.5 uh, points, one and a half points in fees. So anyone that doesn't know what that means, uh, a point, for an example, is 1% of the loan amount. So yep. you, know, you can kind of do the math there, but the message is that the difference is significant. So yes. you know, how, how do we have that opportunity where no one else does? We are aligned with, and we established this relationship approximately back in November with the Federal Home Loan Bank. So it's a little less known entity than Fannie and Freddie. Uh, they have regional locations, uh, but they are a investor uh, in, in the same way that Fannie and Freddie is. So uh, they do not have the loan level pricing adjusters, these additional fees that Fannie has. So we're looking at rates that are very close to what you would get on a primary residence. So you go back, you know, before March of last year, when Fannie and Freddie put these fees on, that was the same position we were in with that 10% down yeah. second home occupancy loan. We could lock those real close to what you would get on a primary. We've got that with the federal home loan bank. So it is a unique opportunity is significant. It is what I'm the most excited about sharing and, uh, educating people on right now because, and we'll talk about it here in a second. If you're waiting for rates to drop, uh, you are in for an uphill battle when it comes yeah. to the acquisition piece. So I know yeah. Sean, you you uh, you get yeah. passionate when we talk I, about that. I do. Yeah, I I get real fired up with that. And well, let's let's just go there right now. I mean, it's something that I that I hear a lot about, and I think that there's. You know, there's three scenarios that people are worried about. Um, two of them, I think, are likely and and possible, like poss like possibly could happen. One of them, I don't think is likely. The one, and I'll dive. I'm going to peel back some layers of the onion here because we just we just opened up a can of worms for me, Jeff. So we're gonna we're gonna talk <laughs> about some things. But it, the 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 first one that you're mentioning is rates actually drop, and people are saying I'm going to wait for rates to drop, and maybe rates go up, maybe they go down. If they do drop, we have so much pent up demand right now. We have more pent up demand than I've ever seen. You've got a ton of, you got a huge buyer group in millennials who are in their thirties and forties, prime income earning ages, you know, and they're, they're wanting to buy houses. And 
they've felt like they've been priced out of properties. They felt like all these different reasons why they haven't gotten in and they're kind of waiting to see what's happening. The minute they have a reason to jump in, they're going to the, the the that huge group is coming in. You also have another huge group, which are trade up buyers. There's a lot of trade up buyers right now that are naturally move up that, you know, buy bigger and better homes throughout their stages of life who have not been putting their homes on the market. And so there's very, very little inventory right now. We're at historically low inventory levels. And even though we've had rates triple almost over the last year and a half, there, that has put downward pressure on demand, but it's pent up demand, right? We put some downward pressure on demand, but there's a lot of pent up demand. The minute that you give those buyers a reason to jump into the market, which is going to be rates fluttering down, and we we're talking off camera, it could be 50 basis points, which is not a huge, that's not a huge adjustment to your rate is the minute you start to give them an indicator that rates are going to drop there, you're going to have like the, the hinges are going to blow off the doors and you're going to have a ton of buyers in the market. So you think the supply and demand gap is wide right now? Wait to see what happens when rates go down. And so you're better off if you can getting into the game because also when when that happens, all, uh, prices skyrocket, right? Uh, you, you know, you're, you, the acquisition phase is very, very difficult. Anybody that was acquiring properties during COVID, it's going to be similar to that where prices are skyrocketing. You're competing with a lot of different people and it's going to be a really exhausting acquisition game, right? And, and that's the, so if you're waiting for that, that makes no sense because there's a thing called refinancing, right? That we, that we can do. And so, if we if we're worried about the rates right now, now you don't want to make irresponsible decisions. You got to make sure it's affordable. You got to make sure that that you can cover the debt service, all of those different things. So I'm not saying jump in and put your back against the wall and paint yourself into a corner. Make responsible buying decisions first and foremost. But if you're in a position to do so, it's going to be much easier. You're going to buy at better prices right now, and you can refinance when you have to, and you're going to gain a lot of equity by being in the game and owning those properties when that happens, if and when that happens. Second scenario rates go up. Like what if we say, okay, inflation starts to go out of control. The only way to curb inflation or the best way is to start to raise rates again. And we get this, you know, we get rates continuing to go up. Well, you're going to be locking in right now at a lower interest rate, and you're going to be happy at a six or 7%, seven and a half, eight percent whatever it is right now, where you can lock in instead of 10, 11, 12, which that's not unlikely. We had pretty high inflation in the late or late 70s, early 80s, and they those rates were really, really high, right? And so if inflation starts to go out of control and rates go up, you're going to be happy to be locking in at those lower prices because, and again, as long as you can afford it right now, it's going to be really good to have those properties. That third scenario is the bottom falls out of the real estate market, real estate tanks, you know, the, the M. I just think that's a that's a fantasy that everybody likes to talk about. There's no economic indicators that I can see. Maybe Jeff, you see different ones, but I can't see any indicators that show that the bottom is going to fall out of the real estate market. And and, and it's simple economics with supply and demand. The, the last number I saw, there's a gap about six and a half million homes. Builders in the U.S. can build about 1.2 million collectively a year. Can't build yourself out of it move up buyers aren't trading trading in their houses. They're not putting their houses on the market. And so inventory is really, really, that gap between supply and demand is really, really wide right now. And it's hard to be able to, you know, consider that prices are just going to fall out. You've also got a, you know, people are like, well, remember in 2008, back in 2006 to nine, the, there was 23% of the homes, according to CoreLogic. So there's all different indicators, but I'll just go CoreLogic to CoreLogic. There was 23% of homes were underwater, negative equity. Today, we have 2% of homes that have negative equity. And we have a higher 
equity than we've ever seen. The, the peak was like almost $300,000 of equity across the US of homeowners with mortgages back in, you know, I think it was June of 2022. We're doing this right now, June of 2023, and it's still like 275. I mean, it's still a ridiculously high amount. It's hard to believe that you're going to see a flood of foreclosures when a lot of people are not negative equity, right? And so there's always a percentage of people in it, but there's a lot of things we read on the news and see on the news that say, oh, things are really, really bad. And that's what sells. You have to realize news, bad news sells. So they're going to hear the bad news. You have to put it all together and say, what are the indicators that make sense for me? If you're in the game and you, it's, it's your job to figure out how to play the game and put the tools in place to play the game. And right now we're talking about that 10% financing loan. And like you mentioned before too, Jeff, this is a full doc loan. You should have you're gonna have to have good credit. You're gonna have to have some disposable income, right? Your debt to income has got to be within a certain range. But if you do, it's a phenomenal tool to go build a portfolio and a phenomenal time to get into a market in all three of those scenarios, you're better off still buying now versus waiting to get in the market. And like we were talking before we jumped on camera, we're practicing what we're preaching. We're buying properties. Like you, you jumped into the market. You know, you you were telling me tell you you just moved into a new home and tell me that story because if uh, you didn't buy that home in 2020 before everything made a run up, you bought it when things started going where when people were starting to slow down, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, I'm the the constant conversation that I'm having with people is, uh, you know, date the rate and marry the property. Uh, yeah. So, Love it. yeah, I, I, I practice what I preached. I sold, uh, uh, and this was just within the past three weeks, I sold a property. Uh, we had made some uh, improvements that made it very marketable. And so we sold high and then we came into a market where we wanted to be uh, back with family and, and we bought below market. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that, uh, that rate to us is temporary, but our equity position and our opportunity and the reason and this, this is another piece of the story that's important to know is the reason why we moved back to the area that we did, because two years ago, when we bought about a year and a half ago, we could not win a deal in this market. We were offering over 20% over list price. Uh, we were waiving, you know, uh, appraisal um, contingencies, approval contingencies. We were pulling all the tricks out of the bag and we cannot win a deal in this market that we just moved into three weeks ago. So we had to go outside of the area. We had to go to, you know, a, a more rural area uh, uh, to, to get a house at that time. Uh, so, and, and kind of the backstory there was, is we had lived in the same house for 15 years. My son had gotten married. We didn't want to throw them into the housing market. So we sold them that house and it kind yeah. of put us in a position where we, where we had to buy something. So ultimately did it work out? Yeah. We had to do a lot of extra driving that we weren't used to. Uh, but we came to find out that we didn't like it, but we bought a great property. We had bought a special property on an acre, had a pond, backed up the trees, very highly desirable property that we were able to sell for top end in this market. But it, it's just like the short-term rental market. We were able to come back to this market uh, and, and find properties that, you know, they were actually staying on the market a few days. There weren't multiple offers. 
we weren't having to pay title policy. We were able to ask for seller concessions. Yeah. We bought it uh, $200,000 below market value. So those deals are out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was excited to be on this broad or this podcast with you, Sean, is because you know, people need to understand that the deals are out there. They just need to put themselves in a position where they can go out there and take action. They feel empowered. And one of those pieces is the, the, the financing piece, having a viable option there. But just a little pro tip there. When we talk about, you know, being able to ask for things, not, not having to offer, you know, ridiculous amounts over list price, we're seeing more and more deals come in where, uh, you can ask for seller concessions. So a seller concession is where you can ask the seller to pay X percentage towards your closing costs. The 10% down second home occupancy loan will allow you to uh, go up to 6% in seller concessions. Now it's very rare that you need those, but when you talk about even having to pay one and a half points, that eats into your cash. Yeah. On top of the other closing cost, and then you got to get you have to get the property rent ready. So that three, four, five, maybe even six percent, but it's rare that you could ask that seller to pay towards those closing costs, puts you in a better position. Now that first Yahoo news story, that first Wall Street story that comes out that you know interest rates uh, have dropped, and that that you know that bull that's been pent up ready to get out of the gate is going to eliminate those types of deals. Yeah. Um, so that that's why I really hope people will understand the value of taking action in a high interest rate market uh, yeah. because we're going to see those deals dry up, those opportunities dry up. You know, and one of the, one of my, it's one of my favorite quotes that Martin Luther King says, if you can't fly, run, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl, but whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Your example of what you just did with your property, you essentially bought it at the top of a market, you know, early, early 2022, you know, it was, you know, before, right before rates started really skyrocketing and you were able to put a couple hundred thousand dollars in equity in your pocket while you were waiting for the right property, right? It wasn't, that wasn't the end all be all home, but you were able to say, okay, as long as I'm moving forward, as long as I'm investing in assets and and I've got this home that is going to continue to go up while things are shaky and we keep looking for the area and the property that we want, when that happens, I'm able to roll back into another property and I've got a lot of gain there, right? Who cares where the rates are at? Like you're that that extra rate that you're paying on that property is insignificant to the equity you gained by owning those assets that whole time. And the other, the other really key point that I hope people are picking up on, and I know I do, but is how critical it is to have the right team members. One of the things we talk about at Vodacy, it's one of the, one of the core steps that we follow is building your dream team. You know, Jeff, this is your third time on the podcast. We've been, we've known each other now for a couple of years and every time you come on, we're talking about something a little bit different because this is a, this is an evolving game, especially when it comes to banking and lending. And you should have people on your team that are in the game you're playing, 
right? And like, like that's why I love working with you, why so many of our Vodacy family works with you. And even outside of our Vodacy family, I know a lot of other even short-term rental investors are, are tapping into your expertise and knowledge is because you understand how to use these tools and leverage them for us as short-term rental investors. And that's a critical piece to the puzzle. Every time we've had a podcast, we come on and we say, there's people are getting misinformed. People don't understand this. And it's not that anybody's getting lied to. What they're being told is true when they're talking about a certain product, right? But they're not they're not up to speed with all of their other options. And that's what I love about working with you guys and your team is you guys stay up to speed because you're doing this. You're playing this game. You own vacation rentals. You work with, I mean, you're one of probably, I would say the top loan originator. I don't know if they can track this for short-term rental investors using 10% down financing across the US. And so it's critical to have team members that really understand the game you're playing so they can give you the best advice moving forward. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's that's one of the things that I've loved about being a Vodacy member is being in those discussions and those forums and, and uh, you know, having those opportunities with members to share what we know when they pop up with something of, you know, what should I do here? This is what I've heard is to uh, really bring the truth directly to them. So that that's been a, a really neat opportunity because, you know, I love helping yeah. people. I, I'm, I'm a coach at heart and I, I love educating and, so when you can potentially give people information that can change the trajectory of their financial legacy, yeah. I don't take that lightly. I yeah. mean, that's a big deal to me. So it's, it's been fun to be a part of that with the Vodacy group. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we've always appreciated, you know, and, and even like there's a lot of different tools that we use and we've talked about different tools and you guys have really honed in on how to use that 10% down loan to be able to build portfolios and, you know, and really understand being able to tap into it. And then when things shake up with Fannie and Freddie, because that was a product we used for a long time, you guys went out and found a different product, right? You're like, okay, we're going to figure this out because we know that this is such a phenomenal tool right now. And so I, I always so much appreciate that. So as, as we go through this and we have these conversations, you know, understand if you're listening that lending the banking environment the economy the housing environment all these different things they're they're always changing right and you you have to stay on top of them because if you're listening to this three years from now, this is probably outdated, right? It's why we keep having you back. It's why we keep talking about different things because there might be something new and better and different tools that we can use, even with some of the challenges, right? This tool that we're talking about right now, like we you, you called it a unicorn in the beginning because it's so unique and very, very few people have access and are tapping into it. And because of that though, it's but it's able to, we're able to use that as such a tool to leverage into building that portfolio. So really understand that this is never changing game and you want those people on your, on your side that really understand it. And so Jeff, as, as we go through this, where is the best place to, to point people? I know you've got your podcast, the STR, it's the STR home financing podcast, and that's your website as well, right? I mean, you, you just started doing that podcast. I'd love people to good give that a listen because you talk to a lot of different investors, different points of view, different ways to use this type of financing to get into this game. Is there anywhere else we could find out more or we can point people of where they should, you know, if, if they're interested in saying, hey, I need to learn more about what you've got to offer. Yeah, those really are the two big, uh, best places to go. And, 
you know, part of what I enjoy doing is, is connecting with the people that I connect with because they are all consumers of information. They're hungry to learn. They want to make sure they pursue the knowledge that they need to be successful. And I've been able to play a piece of that, fortunately. So, you know, we started this uh, three years ago with having 45 minute conversations about some of these basics, you know, a lot of the information out there that was not correct that, you know, you couldn't have a property management company. You had to have the property a certain distance. You could only own one of them. It goes on and on and on. And so what I found was, is, Hey, let's record some of this. So uh, we're not having to have these lengthy conversations and I'm having to repeat myself every day, you know, seven, seven times a day. So yeah, the podcast or micro podcast, uh, the goal is to uh, have those done and over with in less than 10 minutes and educate people with what they need to put them in a position where they can take action. So the, the uh, website is the same. You get to hear a little bit about my investment story, uh, what our family was going through. A lot of people resonate with that because, you know, we we all have kind of very similar stories. We're looking for things that we can be a part of that are significant, uh, things that we can be a part of where our family can watch us take action and we can model that. So I tell a little bit about my story, gather a little bit of information about what people are looking to do. You get to watch four short videos on uh, the product, the 10% down second home occupancy loan, which by the way, this is 100% of our business. 90% of the clients that we work with are using that 10% down loan. The second video uh, is on a product that about 10%, uh, the rest of our clients are using the DSCR loan. And then talks about the process and then the value that our team brings to the table. And then you can schedule uh, a phone call and then we can talk about the next step from there. Cause I love to get on the call. I'd love to hear about people's dreams and with the video, with the information that we put out there, it's really uh, put us in a position on that phone call where we really can concentrate on that versus regurgitating information. Yeah, it's awesome. And and so you guys go do that, go check out strhomefinancing.com, go watch those videos. It's going to answer what we call kind of all those, those five and $10 questions. And then when you jump on with Jeff and his team, they can answer the real, the real expensive questions. Right. And so they can really dive into the details of your situation. And then, and I love the podcast episodes as well, STR home financing on your favorite podcast platform. There are these micro episodes, 10 minutes or less. And Jeff really dives into a lot of different topics on how you can leverage and use financing to build that portfolio and the different things you should be thinking about as you're doing so and using that. I mean, debt service and, you you know, leveraging real estate is a, I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the things we love about real estate is being able to leverage it. So you better understand the leverage game, right? And so I, I love that you put that information out there as well. So guys, we'll put all of these links in the show notes as you're listening, as you're watching it on your platforms, you can go click on those on, on the links and take you directly there. And so Jeff, I always ask at the end of every episode, put you on the hot seat. And so I always ask um, one thing as you know, that comes to mind as you really, if you could go back in time, give yourself some advice, your, your 25 year old self, some advice that now that you've, now you've run down the road that you've run down, in, in, in being in the world you're in, and it doesn't have to be applicable to short-term rentals, anything else. I would say, what advice would you give that 25 year old self? If you could go back and, and give yourself some advice, knowing what you know now. Wow. Deep question. I love it. Yeah. There. So the first thing that comes to mind is 
just because there's an obstacle doesn't mean that you're going down the wrong path. So, you know, whatever it may be, whatever it comes up, you know, however frustrating it may be, it may just be part of the journey that gets you yeah. to uh, the place that you're supposed to be. So don't quit, don't give up, yeah. push on, uh, be healthy about it though. Yeah, that I love that advice. I have not had that. I have not had that answer yet. And it's one of my favorite answers of all time, actually. That's an awesome piece of advice. I always, I always believe, you know, the challenges that we're going through, that's uh, that's God preparing us for the things that we prayed for, right? Like we have to get ready for the things that we're asking for. And so, um, you know, it's it's what your, those, those challenges are really what get us ready for the next steps and the, that growth and that journey that we're, that we say we're striving for. So great answer. Love it to that. Say, Hey, don't, uh, it's not always the sign to turn around. It's time to time to time to battle through at times. Right. So awesome, Jeff. Well, I appreciate it. Those of you listening, we always appreciate you joining us. We know how valuable your time is and we appreciate you spending it with us. And I always challenge you to do one thing at the end of every episode. And that is to go pick one thing that you can do today to build that life. You don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.